I'm here with Kate Ediger. Kate is a mountain mama to her son, Timber, and a leader in her community as the founder of Pit and Peak, an avalanche skills training company out of Revelstoke, BC. She's also a Burton snowboarder um, as an ambassador and an advocate for the planet as a member of Protect Our Winters, a surfer, a skater, a fly fishing woman, and an all around badass. She is one of the ever inspiring contributors to the Salties um, Move and Breathe with a Pro. Thank you for joining us here on the podcast, Kate. It's a pleasure to have you here. Uh, thank you. That's a nice intro. <laughs> thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, where in the world are you right now? Uh, I'm home in Revelstoke, BC, and it uh, just snowed like 40 cm in the day so it's been a crazy day and yeah just hanging with the fam chilling at home awesome and what have you been up to this winter uh so far I've been guiding and I've been teaching avalanche courses I've been snowboarding a ton I've been shredding with my son um hanging out with friends but not hanging out with friends uh feeling you know I went to Retallick with three, uh, sorry, 26 girlfriends um, over Christmas, and that was insane. Then, yeah, it's just been busy with work and training. Guides trainings were really fun. And then touring as much as I can on my days off. Okay, you wear so many hats. It's super inspiring. Um, <laughs> Thanks. And I didn't mention before, but you have now. Um, you're working, you're in the process of completing your guiding certification. Yeah, it's a long process, but I'm working on it. I have always been working on it. <laughs> um, as a female and a snowboarder, it wasn't the easiest when I first started kind of encountering this as a career type. I thought the only way to do it was to be a skier. And then I realized quickly, like, I just don't think I could ever do that. I don't want to be a skier. So I have to just push it on a snowboard. So there's a few pioneers in my, in my journey. Um, like Joy Vosberg was still not even a guide yet when I started as well. Um, but life kind of gives you like different focuses, like being a mom or, you know, uh, buying a house, little things in this town just kind of hold you back. So I, I ended up not fully getting it so far because it's so expensive, I think is the hard, hard part. Uh, the courses probably will cost me like 20 grand in total by the time I'm done. So it's just a lot of saving, but it's a lot of time to build your resume to even apply for these programs. So I think that's the hardest part is the the resume application is like doing traverses and taking weeks off to do crazy um activities like and basically objectives so that you can actually apply to be in the program so yeah it's like a 10-year process i think wow that was um my next question for you for the listeners that don't um aren't as familiar with the mountains could you um break down a little bit what that process looks like what you need to complete in order to get your guiding certification. Yeah. So not only do you have to be proficient on a ski snowboard uh, in any kind of terrain, in any kind of situation, but you also have to be um, highly proficient in terrain management and understanding like uh, the weather and everything that goes along with day-to-day stuff and protecting people. So then with that um, years of practice and time and knowledge, And then, (laughs) um, yeah, years of, no worries, (laughs) Uh, years of working underneath a lead guide is one of the major things so that you have mentorship under those types of hours with someone who is making big decisions in bigger terrain. Um, But for actual courses, you have to have 
uh, operations level one and wilderness first aid, weather courses, all that stuff, just to get to where I am. And then there's two routes you can take. So there's the Canadian mechanized route that you can take, which is CSGA program. That is all um, mechanized, which just means cat skiing, heli skiing. And then there's the ACMG program, which is a more like, I would say renowned worldly um, version to take. It's way harder to apply. It's way harder to get in. You have to have a lot of prerequisites, they call it. Um, and then after that, you just apply and have to pay quite a bit of money to even get in. And then you have a lot of avalanche safety courses too on top of that. So it goes from ops one, ops two, ops three. And so I'm going on to my ops two, a CSGA two kind of thing and some glacier courses as well. So it's like, it takes a long time to actually get these courses. Oh, in, well, in way, you only have, yeah. <laughs> well, way to go. It sounds like um, quite the feat. Um, what inspired you to go down this road? Was a life in the mountains always your dream? Um, I always thought I wanted to be a pro snowboarder. And then I kind of, after I got pregnant, I realized it's just such a hard thing to accomplish, to actually get paid like fully, like a pro, even to get paid like guys, it's just not even feasible. And at the time I was taking care of my son solo. And I was thinking like, there's just no way there's money in this. And I won a trip that kind of changed my whole life. It was called the ultimate ski bum. And that trip kind of showed me like I met two female league guides that I was like these girls are the coolest and this is their job every day they get to like be in the mountains they get to make really cool decisions and then I actually really liked the decision making process behind it and then the science about it and just more it was more than just like the fame of snowboarding or like hitting you know getting lines or getting featured or whatever it was way more science way more intuitive um, the connection to the mountains was way deeper to me. And then I just felt like you were just, your head is in it. You know, you almost feel like you're alive with the mountains instead of just like making a career out of it. It's hard to explain, but you're so in, in depth with it, I guess, and the safety of it. Um, and then for me, just seeing people's faces and like having to be a part of someone's favorite day of their life. Like my job is so cool because I get to go with people and that is the best day of their life. And they're paying to be there and I'm getting paid to be there with them. And it just seems crazy to me, you know? So for me, that's what motivates me is like get, giving people these like, rec like very euphoric moments in life. And uh, yeah, it's quite addicting, honestly. And then I like the challenge. I like, you know, new terrain every day. I like to figure things out. Um, and then honestly, Craig Kelly is my biggest inspiration for, for it all. Like ever since I seen Let It Ride, I was like, that's, I gotta be that person. That's so sick. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite Craig Kelly quote? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I literally just posted about it the other day. Let me see if I can find it. Take your time. I think we are nature. I think we naturally fit into the scheme of nature, but we create our lives in such a way that we start fighting nature and we start fighting the weight of the universe. Sometimes when I'm out there snowboarding, I feel like I line myself back up and it's so true. Like that's how I feel all the time. It's like everything can be shit can hit, be hitting the fan. Life is just crazy. You're stressed out. You're anxious. And then you strap in and whether it's just a mellow day or just a really epic day or a gnarly day, it's just like your brain is just so in tune and connected to yourself again. And the little things don't matter anymore. Even if they do, it's just like your stress is gone. And I feel like that connection is like my Zen and I know you feel it too. And I feel it snowboarding and surfing 
And now it's just like a full addiction to that Zen state of mind, that flow state, you know? I feel you. Um, yeah, I really feel you on, on all angles there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I it's think like everyone our, does. Yeah. Anyone who um, has curated their lives around being outside as much as possible, mm-hmm. um, whether it be skateboarding, surfing, snowboarding. Um, yeah. I think that we're all going for the same thing. I think it's a misconception yeah. that it's this adrenaline rush. And personally, no. I just feel it's like more of allowing us to be present and be in the moment. And that's what so. we all crave away from totally. distraction, not as um, a running away, but as like a connecting back. back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And I find that because of that, we become deeper friends and we get each other more. And it's so interesting. If you ever go to a hut with strangers, for instance, on like a hut trip with friends, but then strangers come, you will leave that hut with like best friends because you just experience like euphoric, deep bonding moments together and you experience what you just said and then say I feel that with guests when I have the same guests for three days I'm like hugging them I'm like I don't want them to leave they they literally feel like their lives have changed from like hanging out and being out there and doing this and I'm like where do you get that from any other thing you know and even surfing it's a little bit more individualized you know it's sometimes like that with friends but where snowboarding is like high fives all around party it's like a party wave all the time Yeah. We were talking about that the other day, how when you surf, you know, you have this moment and you might all be in the water witnessing the moment. And unless it's an actual party wave, it's still very like individual and singular versus like riding with like 10, 15 of your best friends down this run, like hooting and hollering and yeah, uh, super special. And the community vibe is super strong. Yeah. Um, so what does it mean? I know that you're the, some things that you've said are so nurturing, um, like how you connect <laughs> with your guests and how you like to lead. And um, that feels like some really great mama energy. What does it mean to be a mountain mama? Um, I know you have a son. Um, um, yeah, I, well, <laughs> you know, it is crazy that I'm a mom because I feel like I'm not a mom, but I am. You know, I feel like I haven't grown up. I feel like I, I'm frothing all the time. I want to play so hard. I think the coolest part about being a mom and I could talk about it forever is that I was absolutely terrified to be a mom. Like most moms who are most women who use their bodies like we do most women who enjoy fitness and playing and having so much fun. It's terrifying to think you're going to give up your body or yourself or your dreams. And like, just like us, it's like, I want to ride those big mountains. I want to shred hard. I want to drop cliffs. I want to progress. I don't want to stop competing. All these, all my career and everything. And I know a lot of girls who have said, I don't even want kids because I don't want to give up that dream. But then when I was pregnant, I realized like, this is what it is. And life is beautiful, even when you do have a kid. And if anything, I feel like it's made me a way stronger of a person now because I have this love for someone else that's so great. And I dream of him having the best life ever. Yet I haven't lost myself. I haven't stopped dreaming myself. And even though that comes along with a shit ton of guilt, because every mom is and any parent feels like, okay, well, what if I died out here? And that has happened. We've seen it happen. And what if something goes wrong? There is guilt with anything in life, but there's also this like deep desire to like, if I'm feeling, if I'm vibrating, if I'm enjoying life, if I'm living on this level that I think we're supposed to live on, I can tell my son is too, you know, like it's just in him. And he, when he gets on his snowboard, he gets it. He wants to boot pack up again. He wants to go do everything that I do. And I see like 
not an adrenaline junkie, but just like when he sees something beautiful and he is like mesmerized by something, I'm like, I can't believe I got to make this person who now gets to witness life in this form, you know? So of course it was hard. And, you know, there was days where I had to give up and there was times where I was exhausted like any person, but with anything good in life, um, I find that life just becomes more meaningful, more deeper, you know? So now I just, I actually love being a mom. And I, I, funny enough, I got sponsored by Burton after I became a mom. I'm becoming a guide after I become a mom. So really all my dreams have been accomplished, but even more so than I even imagined. So yeah, it's cool. It sounds like you found um, a nice balance point between filling your cup and then also leading this little being, your little buddy. Yeah. So that's really it is crazy. Super inspiring. I do. Um, I've definitely sat on both ends of that being like, Oh, I don't, I couldn't give this up, but then being like, it just must be the best <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. I and think, yeah, I think you realize way. they just go, they just go with you everywhere. I think you soon just realize that like whoever you are. So if you're like, you're on the beach surfing with your baby and you and your partner are like just crazy surfers. Like that baby is going to just be a beach baby and it's going to love life, you know? And it's a powerful thing. I think I do feel the mom guilt all the time though. And I think most moms do. And I realize even moms who aren't active or crazy outdoorsy, they feel the same way, you know? But if anything, it's like pushed me so much to be a better decision maker way more uh, avid in my like knowledge and just like every time I drop in I'm 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 thinking about it you know what I mean I'm like constantly like why what's the why behind every decision that I'm making and my ego's out of it a lot more because I'm thinking about my kids so I find it makes me a better rider and a better guide and everything I love it Um, and not only are you a mom to timber, but you're also, uh, an incredible steward to the mountains. Um, that's also part of your path that you've chosen. Can you share with Mm -hmm. listeners, um, what POW protect our winners is and why you felt it's necessary to partner with them to stand up for nature? Oh man. Well, obviously just like a lot of outdoorsy people, I'm obsessed with nature, the environment, taking care of things I love. I find that all of us are hypocrites, whether we're driving snowmobiles, whether we're flying in a heli, while like we buy a bunch of jackets, whatever it is that we might do that fuels the problem. We all know we're part of it. But I think the more you spend time every day in nature, which I, I was telling my brother this, I spend 360 days outside, no matter what, it's like I'm outdoors for probably eight to 10 of those days, hours a day. You see the change, you see the the magnitude of issues and you kind of feel it. You just kind of, you just know. And when you see things happening around you, you just can't help, but want to do something about it. So for me, I, I've always been a strong nature nut. And I actually like, if I didn't become a guide, I would love to have been come, become a fish biologist or some sort of biology major. And I think that for me, I find that is a really good outlet for people of our kind, I guess you could say people who are in love with nature and have dedicated their lives to the winter sports, but also other sports too. We're all connected. Um, and I fa- find it's just a really cool partnership with friends who are, who are people who have become friends who are just always very passionate about taking care of the thing we love to use, 
like our planet. We use it every day and we enjoy it every day. Why not take as much care of it as we can? It's the most precious thing ever. And like, I just, I get so riled up when people are, you know, defensive about it. It's like, well, don't you love to breathe air and you know, <laughs> enjoy life? And like, don't you like pretty things? And I was just like, well, that, that seems weird that you're even fighting me on this, you know? And I do find that POW is a really cool way of um, connecting to others. And so ever since I've been a part of it, it's just like you go to one meeting altogether and you learn more in like that one meetup and feel more passionate about the things you believe in in one meetup that you just want to spread it like wildfire, you know, that kind of stoke and hype to like do something. Be a totally. Part of it. And remember that you're not in it alone too, because it can feel isolating when you're learning about all these things that are happening around the world that we need to make a change. And um, yeah. when you get together, you just feel inspired, like, okay, we're, yeah. we're in this together. And there's more people that have all these different reaches in order to create change. And um, yeah. we are all part of the issue and we can all be part of um, remedying it and bringing it back to a happier homeostasis. Yeah. I feel um, like people are very um, driven. I find it's, it's really hard to feel like you're just not going to be able to make a change or make a difference. And it's overwhelming. And like you, a lot of people just give up, but I find once we power together and there's this like group in numbers, it feels less daunting and it feels a lot more doable, I guess. Totally. And it's not like a singular issue. There's all these issues that are all so different. So if we all come in with a different creative outlook, then, and we all attack it in a different way, then we can help. Um, we yeah. Can fix it. Yeah, exactly. And you're also a big advocate for empowering women. Um, where does this desire to help lift other women up come from? And how do you feel we can help shift that paradigm to a more inclusive future? Oh, man. Well, <laughs> I just find that I love, I love inspiring other ladies to just push themselves and to fulfill that dream of theirs or to not let never being held back by anything in life. Um, I feel like I live a very limitless life attitude and I feel that it's really, it's best when it's spread with like stoke and joy to others and not in a demeaning or uh, competitive kind of way. But when you can just really like see each other's strengths and just try to build each other up, it's just the most powerful thing. And girls, when they bond together, they are crazy bonded. And so I just, I just feed off of that. And I think that the movement of like the girls can do anything type thing is kind of funny because we always could. Um, You know, I just think that a lot of times we are afraid to push ourselves. And, you know, I noticed that I was always the type of girl who was always the only girl skater or the only girl that had just guy friends. And so the boys would push me like normal and not they'd be like, just go, don't even think about it, you know? And I noticed like, the minute I hang out with girls, we'd be like, you got this, you know, like we'd be so like kind and nice and gentle. And for me, I, I like the femininity balance of my life and my world because I feel very feminine, but I also feel very manly. And so I've always had this weird balance of life, but the, there's something to be said about just the community of girls, whether I've done surf camps, skateboard camps or snowboard camps, like I'm going to be teaching this one um, steeps and drop clinic for girls. And uh, I'm just so stoked about it. It was just like a bunch of girls came to my K3. They were gu- I was guiding them. And I really, I was the tail guide, but I really wanted to hit a massive drop. And they were like, 
can you just teach us how to do that? How would you ever do that? Right. And to me, I was like, oh, I love that these girls even care and they want to know. So I, I just put it out there. How many girls want to do it? And like over 20 girls wanted to sign up on just like, just want, getting more confident on, on steeper train and hitting drops. And I just noticed guys don't even hesitate and girls are calculated and it's probably for a reason. And I think that it's cool that we can like coach each other and be there for each other. That's but, great. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when is that happening? And if anyone is what? in the area, can they still sign up? Oh, for sure. I think I'm going to do it over a whole weekend in March. It was going to be March 5th weekend, but then they uh, had to cancel due to another contest thing happening at the ski hill. So I'm trying to still lock down dates with my schedule now, but March, okay. let's, we'll do great. it March. Yeah, <laughs> great. <laughs> and is there any final things you'd like to say to our listeners? Oh, I don't know. Um, any words of wisdom for um, any women that can help them move past their limiting beliefs? Well, I feel like, like anything, and I'm going through it too, it's just life is kind of hard right now. And it's hard to feel energized or excited and vibrating in that higher level. But we are all meant for such great things and such a deep, meaningful life. And whether that's with good friends or doing things that you admire or things that push you I think that whatever that is, I think it's, it, you're meant to push yourself and continue to do the things you love and don't hold yourself back and don't just don't say no to things. Just keep doing it. If you want to do something, you can do it. Find a way to do it. Um, I know COVID is kind of putting a wrench in all everyone's plans, but just know that these things will pass and that life is meant to be lived on a high level um, in every aspect. And I think that yeah, just keep being limitless and pushing yourself out there and enjoying it because it's short. Wonderful advice. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining yeah. us. Um, it's been Thank such you. a pleasure talking to you and um, yeah. such an inspiring conversation. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I love chatting. I could talk forever, <laughs> especially with you. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have to have you back on again. Yeah, let's do it. And we can shred and uh, we can actually just go shred. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Maybe we could do it and interview. We'll do an interview like lift. that. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Chairlift chat. We could call it chairlift chats or something. I love it. Yeah. Set.